Welcome to Moving On. Here you will get expert information, tips, and most importantly, the tools to moving on to a healthy, happy, and thriving life that you want to be living. Letting go of whatever is holding you back, whether you are in an unhealthy relationship or learning how to be in a healthy one, or maybe you are in a job that you've been dying to move on from, Learn to let go of what's holding you back and become the thriving, healthy, and happy person that is inside you. Welcome to Moving On. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Moving On. This is my newest creation in my podcast uh, catalog, I guess you would call it. And so instead of surviving to thriving, now we are talking about moving on. And so today I have with me a guest who has had her own circumstances of moving on, and her name is Shanna Lee. Shanna? Hello, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. So let me tell you guys a little bit about her so you know as we start talking what she's all about. Okay, so Shanna Lee is an intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach business catalyst, and number one best-selling author of The Soul Frequency, your healthy, awakened, and authentic life, as well as the host of The Soul Frequency show podcast. She has a deep passion for leading the conversation on raising energy frequency and creating a life founded on truth and alignment. I love this. Shanna is also a speaker, businesswoman, and consultant to executives of Fortune 500 companies, celebrities, influencers, and fashion industry experts. She is an expert in leading purpose-driven individuals and supporting the development of their core mission from the ground up. So I love this. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and dive into this important conversation. Moving on is important at this time. Yes, it is, because sometimes we can stay really stuck and feel like this is just it, and we can be miserable and feel like we have no tools to get out of it. So, so tell me about a time in your life where you recognized you were either moving on from some part of your life, whether it was a job or even a whole career. I know people have changed careers and they didn't plan to, um, you know, losing things and then walking away from that, relationships. I mean, just whatever it was, let's hear it. Well, I basically have a PhD in moving on. I first want to state because um, I like to say, I think, you know, we transform parts of our life all the time. And um, there are some people that transform like almost everything at once. And I'm one of those people. So there's a lot of moving on in that process. So I, um, I pretty much grew up wanting to create success, wanting to feel, you know, that feeling of, oh, I'm successful. I've done something great in the world. And of course, like, you know, there was just a lot of um, outside influences, like from my parents and family about what success looks like and things of that nature. And I pretty much ran after that in every different way. Like in college, after college, I started a career in the real estate industry, um, doing everything from sales to at the peak of it, I was financing large uh, strip centers and apartment buildings in Los Angeles. And I started to look around and realize that I was chasing after happiness or this idea of fulfillment and really like, you know, the more my business grew, the more my life grew, I wasn't getting there. Right. Like, and so I started to 
really question life. Like, what is this? Like, why are we doing the things we're doing? What am I really going after here? You know, what doesn't feel good in my life? And that really led to many changes. Like it led to a spiritual awakening for sure, a massive one. Um, but it led to me leaving my career at a certain point altogether, um, really for no new job, just leaving my career at a certain point and saying, I need to reevaluate. I need to step back. And I can't, if I jump from one thing to another, I won't be able to do that. So I left that at a certain point. We left many family members that were not supportive of the way that we want to live. Um, we left houses, a house we lived in that we were going to live in for the rest of our life. I mean, there was a lot of moving on in the process of really tapping into what is my truth? What, what is this life that I want to live now? And so life looks nothing like it did 10 years ago in my world. So what was your spiritual awakening? Like, what was it that you were doing? I mean, you were realizing that you had chased this dream, right, of success. And then was it, it just wasn't fulfilling or did something actually happen that woke you up? Um, I say the birth of my son was a big wake up moment for me, but it began even a little bit before that. So I would say, like any change, we are thinking about it. I talk about this in my book, the difference between knowing it and speaking it. So I had been knowing it for a while, years, and, um, and thinking something's amiss here. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, I'm diving into spirituality books and just really going down the rabbit hole on Google at night. And then I'm getting ready for work the next day as this other person. And so I started to feel like I was living two different lives, like who I really was, and then this mask that I put on to do my job. And I liked my job. It wasn't like, I, I wasn't miserable at it. Like I did derive pleasure from, you know, certain things, aspects of it, but it just, as time went on, didn't feel like it was really who I was. And that was the confusing part, right? Like I somewhat enjoy this, but I don't think it's really the truth of who I was. And that was becoming more important in my life. And so that was, that was leading up to meeting my husband, who's amazing, um, really having a soulful connection with him, which I think gave us both the strength to start going, okay, like how do we want to live our life? And then when I got pregnant with my son, Jameson, um, that was a big moment because it was a game changer. Having a child is a game changer um, in so many different ways. But I really knew that I wanted him to live free and to know his truth. And it really was a reflection of like how much I wasn't living mine and that how am I going to teach him to do this if I can't do it for myself? And so we went through a lot of changes like after he was born. And that really was a point where we started speaking it, like not mm -hmm. just saying between my husband and I, but like starting to go, we're going to actually make these physical changes. Well, you were saying that you left a lot of family members behind and you left a house behind. And so you obviously changed your lifestyle completely, yep. sounds yep. like. But also in leaving family members behind, was this because of your spiritual awakening or what was the reason? Well, you know, in so many different ways, like the people that love us the most, a lot of times are also holding us in a certain reality. Um, and chances are, you know, a lot of times with family members, we either want to really make them happy or we want to shun them, right? It's like usually one or the other, like someone grows up as the rebel and they're just always saying, oh, I don't like their beliefs. Or you grew up kind of unknowingly wanting to like fulfill what they want for you. And so there was a lot of us wanting to fulfill what our parents wanted for us. And I think when it was me as an individual and my husband as an individual, 
the pressure wasn't so great, but once we were together and now we had double the pressure on us to fulfill other people's, you know what I mean? Thoughts and opinions. And, and you don't realize that this is affecting you. Like you don't realize you've built a life to make other people happy. Like, I don't think right. that's, you know, people don't realize that. Like it took right. me a while to piece that apart and realize that for myself. And, and then it became, the pressure became heavy. And when we started to say, you know, look, we want to do this a little bit differently. It flew in the face of, you know, everything around us. Like people were like, you have a great life. Like, what's the problem? You know, why are you guys doing this? Like you're crazy. You're, you know, all these things, right. Which are really a reflection of that. They're not okay. Right. With the choices right. that we want to make. And I think it was an opportunity too to say, look, we've done this for so long. Like we want your support. Are you going to be able to support us on this next leg of the journey? And, you know, we had one family member who just supported us, like, and still does and always will. And it was amazing. Um, and we have a lot of people that didn't. And as we started to say, look, we, you either love us, like, for how we're growing or not, like, but we're going to love ourselves and we're going to make the steps we know we need to make in our life. Like over time, there is like a chasm that happens, right? As you start stepping into your soul self with people that aren't willing to recognize that or see that, then there's just like, it's just a separation of energy. It's like you're moving into a different energy and they're not, right? And so there's no, it's not like this feeling of like upset or I don't like you anymore. It's, it's kind of this feeling of I can love you from afar because we don't, we're not living in the same reality at all right? Like the way we see the world is so, so opposite and so different. And like, you know, I think we were moving into more of a love-based and there was a lot of fear-based stuff going on. And, and that's triggering, right? It's hard to be around people that are in just desperate, grave fear all the time. And you're just trying to go, I want to stay on, you know, I know that I want to stay on the good side of things and I want to keep moving forward. Um, and at a certain point, I think it became so uncomfortable for them that they didn't know how to have relationship, right? It's like, I don't know you how you are now and I don't know how to connect with you. And so there was just a very natural kind of, you know, parting of ways um, after there was upset at the beginning, there was drama at the beginning and then it just became, well, this just is. And, and I think we surrounded ourselves and started to have relationships with people that felt like soul family um, and felt like, there's a recognition, like I get you, you know, and that feels really wonderful and nice. I think everyone deserves to have that. Um, but, but it's interesting because we, you know, human family and, and close relationships is so much of our reality. And like, it's hard sometimes to piece apart, like what is really you and what is this belonging to this group? And I think right now we're really being asked to do that in a lot of ways. That is very true, uh, especially the circumstances right now. I think that depending on your perspective, you could look at it as a time of chaos or you can look at it as a time of change, of moving on, of um, really exploration and yet what is freedom, right? Yes. So yeah, I think a lot of people are questioning that. Um, and so when you guys made this move, what was the intention? I mean, the intention is you, you walked away, it sounds like from this life, but what was your intention going toward? 
You know, at the time it was interesting because we didn't really have like a super strong intention. I knew I wanted to do something like I was uh, as a child, I was born with a psychic gift. I saw multidimensionality. Um, and so I always knew that was in me. I also had a very spiritual grandmother who I met, you know, we met eye to eye on life. And, um, and so I had, she had passed away before even I met my husband, but that was like a real, um, I felt like she was passing the torch a little bit to me, like, like keep these things alive, like stay in who you are. She was always a real proponent of that. And so there was a lot of that bubbling to the surface. And I think the birth of my son was really when the, the floodgate opened wide again, right? So it was like a recognition like, oh, I remember this. I remember this when I was little. And so I knew that I was terrified to say that's who I was or to step into that work. I mean, terrified. Like I resisted it at all costs for so long. So when I left my job, I left my job, not really even knowing what I was going to do, but knowing I belonged somewhere in that picture and then really went through a process of kind of coming apart, like needing to just cry a lot, needing to shed a lot. There really wasn't a point, like I talk about this in my book, the process of like deep transformation, because there is a point where you just need to emote and you just need to let yourself unravel a little bit. It's not the time to create yet. It's not the time to even understand what the next step is. Like you have to honor what's, what's leaving your body and coming up and out. And so I was in that for a while and, um, and felt very scared during that time and very uncertain about anything. And it's ironic because I had, you know, years of business experience where I felt very adept, very at mastery at what I did. And during that period of time, I felt like I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about how to start again. So it was this really surreal experience um, that I went through. And at the time I thought like I would be there forever. I thought I would get stuck here forever. And that's one of the things I love to share with people is like, there is a real process to what I call energetic alchemy or the anatomy of deep transformation. And it's a process and we don't stay anywhere forever, right? So it's really about honoring the steps and stages because I came out the other side um, and started working with people and creating my business. Um, and my husband is a musician. So he wanted to really pursue that full time. And so we were creatives and we knew we wanted to do these other things somewhat, but I would not say at all that we were concrete in that um, when we decided to kind of exit our other lifestyle. That makes sense. My husband's a musician too. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he just put an album together again. So yeah. So great. Um, Isn't it fun? Yeah. To, does he play guitar? He does. He's a jazz guitarist. So yeah. <gasps> Isn't it so fun when like, I just love when my husband's just playing at the, in the house. Like we always have music going. It's so beautiful. Oh yeah, we do too. We have a recording studio in the house. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the best. Yes. Yes. We're very serious about it. So, um, so anyways, what's interesting is that you went through this transformation and then you're going, okay, I'm going to help people. Right. I mean, it sounds like and, and for me, you know, in my own transformation, and I used to call it the dark night of the soul and went there a few times because I needed a baseball bat to get me to stop doing what I was doing <laughs> and then, you know, to move in this direction. Right. And, and so what was it, you know, as again, you've gone through this and you're going, okay, I'm going to help people. Did you automatically know? Because a lot of people, I believe that listen, have intuitive skills and have, um, 
gone through a spiritual awakening or are going through one. And so it's not always clear, I think, to people, this is what you need to do. You know that you have skills or, you know, that are innate in you, but maybe you just don't know what to do with them. So what was that like for you? Um, it went very slowly. I, I talk a lot about my personal transformation in my book because I think we need context for what this looks like, right? Because I think sometimes we want to turn and run the other way because we think we're not doing it right or it shouldn't feel this way or it shouldn't be this way. Um, and that's not the case. So I, I initially, I knew I had changed the way I ate and nourished my body. I, that felt very tangible for me to talk about holistic health. So I began talking about holistic health and people seemed that was an easy thing for people to connect with, right? Anybody could really connect with that. It felt like a good transition point for me, although I still felt afraid about that. How do I explain? I was in real estate and now I'm helping people with health and wellness. Like that doesn't make any sense, right? And you know, it's funny because I made a post like on a Facebook page back in the day and I told kind of why I was doing this and, and what it meant to me. And I was so afraid to put the post out that I like shut my computer. I didn't turn it on for 24 hours because I didn't want to see people's response. And there were like 85 comments of people going, oh, we always thought you should do something like this. Like, this is so you. And, you know, people who had known me a little while, people who had known me a long time. And so it made me realize like maybe more people see you, right, than you see yourself or allow yourself to come forward. And so that was a really cool recognition for me. Um, but I started helping people with holistic health. And, and one day I was driving home. I had an in-person practice at a certain point. Um, and I had served a lot of people and I was driving home and I was like, what we eat has nothing to do with food, right? Our behavior with food is like not about the food. And I'm like, what makes us do what we do? And so I kind of asked myself this question as I was driving home. And the next time I came back into my office, I started to see different things. So I was basically being shown, you know, while I was talking to people, like the reasons why they were doing what they were doing. So they were showing me like energetic connections between belief sets that were created in childhood and how that was impacting the person today. You know, I was starting to see almost like the inside of a computer system, like where the lines of connection happen for people, like whether something was coming through their lineage, whether it was, you know, from mom's side, dad's side, school, a kid at school, like how they made the choice, you know, just all that kind of stuff. And, um, and it was a real like deep knowing. And I was for a long time, again, not saying anything going, okay, okay, okay. Like knowing it myself. And finally I had a client or two who I knew were super spiritual and like would be receptive. I knew them. Um, so I just started saying what I was seeing and they were like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And so we started talking about the event that occurred and like, you know, um, and they would fill in like more information about it. And what I started to see is that when it came to the level of awareness, that, that the energy around it would shift just because the person was then aware. Like once they were going, oh, this is where this came from and this is how it's showing up today, that simply by their awareness to that, then you had choice and that energy could shift. So that was the early days. And then it just started to expand. And then at some point, you know, those moments of growth where you sit back and you go, 
I can no longer talk about food anymore. Like this work is not about the food. You know what I mean? Like this is something totally different. And then the soul frequency was born from there. And then I started talking about, you know, shifting energy and manifesting and what I was, you know, kind of seeing. And I still help people like build businesses and create from understanding their energetics and understanding their home soul frequency, um, how to shift that energy and how to create into other realities, um, which is really kind of the core of it. But I use my business um, acumen with that. So I think it's important for people to know that no matter how you're evolving and changing, you are always picking up the pieces, right? Everything that you've learned thus far like is going to serve your purpose. Like, so sometimes we think we're jumping around to different stuff or trying different stuff and it doesn't make sense. But right. now I see it did. Right. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, and I tell people that often, and I look at my own life in that way too, because, you know, I had the whole corporate background and I was an entrepreneur too, my whole life. But um, I always try to bring those examples forward in terms of you know, we think it's a linear path and it's not a linear path. And I think people get very frustrated with themselves believing that they're supposed to be somewhere else other than where they are when really it's the whole journey. And we're fortunate that we can live in a time where we can have a journey like this, where we can go from one career to another, or we can go, I'd say, home to ourselves and develop a life from there that necessarily doesn't mean everybody's going to approve, like in your case, or, or whatever. People are going to have opinions. Who cares? I mean, really, it should never hold you back. So I find that fascinating. And so it sounds like your business evolved. And so the celebrity manifestation coach, what is that? So it's, it's interesting because it's nothing that anyone would ever ask for. And yet when people find it, they're like, oh my gosh, this is what I was looking for. So basically when we start aligning our energy, like looking at these connections, I equate it to chiropractic. Like if your back is out, you know, you can still function for most people, but it doesn't feel good, right? It feels off. It feels out of alignment and you might not do the same physical activity you would if your back was in alignment, you, you would limit certain things in life. So we have these limiters that we live within when our energy is out of alignment. And when you, like, if you've ever had a chiropractic adjustment, when you get adjusted, it just feels like whoosh, like the energy just is free flowing and the wind's at your back, right? Like, oh, I can do anything. Um, it's the same thing when your energy is aligned. And so getting that alignment creates a new frequency that you're living at, which then draws in more opportunity. So manifestation is not something we try to do. We align, right? And manifestation happens. And so people, I call it the land of little miracles where things just start lining up in your favor. And that's the byproduct of getting your energy aligned, right? It's like everything just starts kind of showing up for you instead of chasing after it, which is the typical old model of success, like, and motivation. Instead, it's being the attractor, right, of that into your life. And so I do that for creatives and different people, you know, in the entertainment field, if they want to, you know, expand their reach, expand their visibility, expand projects, head into like a different genre than they've been in. Um, there are ways that I align them to do that. So those opportunities just come. I do it within 
companies, like with CEOs of companies, um, and helping them kind of align the energy of the people that work with them, right, or uh, the team that they run, so that they can draw in better opportunities um, for a company. So again, like because I have this business background, like I'm working on both of these things simultaneously with people, and um, and things just really expand from there. That sounds really interesting to me. One of the things that I find, you know, in, in the clients that I work with is they don't come because they're looking to, let's say, leave their job usually or um, start a business. And yet a lot of times when I start working with people and they start working through their emotional stuff, it always turns out that, you know, I'm not really sure that what I'm doing for a living is where it's at. And I, I just believe that there's so many of us that are in, you know, these little boxes that we need to get out of. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, when you start offloading old emotion or stepping out of the constructs, like purpose just rises. Like that just, I mean, again, we don't have to find purpose. It's like a byproduct of healing uh, mind, body, spirit is really like, you know, your purpose is going to rise to the surface and you're going to all of a sudden feel really motivated to maybe create something that you never thought about creating. It's, it's our greatest, highest creative potential. Like, and I, when I say creative, not just art, but create, to create something. And so it's beautiful. And that work is like what I think we're all being called to do at this point is to step into our greatest creative potential and really bring through what we can bring through to, for the benefit of earth. I believe that. And I was going to say, and I meant to ask you this earlier, and it's kind of funny because I had a guest on recently as well, who as a child had um, these metaphysical moments. And so you had mentioned that you did as well. And then did you stop for a while or did somebody not approve in your family? Like usually we become, we're afraid of what we're seeing or afraid of what we're experiencing. But what was that for you that you put it aside and, you know, went in the direction you did? Well, I had, I came in with two like spirit friends, you could call them. I, they were like guardians, really. I remember not wanting to, deciding I didn't want to be born at the last minute. So I had a really kind of traumatic birth. And I think these two uh, guardians were, who was to acclimate me into, like, like, there's a real sense of like feeling alone other than them um, in my early stages of life. And so you know, I was an only child for one. And so they stayed around until mm, I was maybe five or six. And then I started to look around and notice that other people were not having the same experiences. Luckily, like I said, my grandmother was on board. So my grandmother really kind of, uh, I think, talked to my parents and like told them, leave her alone and let her, you know, let her experience what she's experiencing. And so I did feel that they would get annoyed sometimes because, I mean, it was weird. Like, you know, they would go to sit down on the couch and I'd be like, they're sitting there. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You can't sit there. Like, don't you see them? Right. And so it was a little like of a bizarre scenario, but, um, but it felt like they felt like home to me more than my human home felt like home. I do remember that sensation very, very much. But at a certain point, you know, we kind of naturally around the age of like six or seven for most kids, five, six or seven, you kind of close that connection to spirit and move on with your humanness. Um, so it did get to the point where I was like, wait, other people are not experiencing this. And, you know, want to go play with my girlfriends and do those things. And so I think I was acclimated. And I think also, you know, my journey was like for the, 
they had done their part. They came and I was acclimated. And so it was okay to go. And so as an adult, I mean, I know that you, you're intuitive. So it's obviously a different experience now for you. Um, yes. Like when it opened back up. Yeah. That was with, when I got pregnant with my son um, and it happened in a really interesting way. So I started getting these flashes of the words love and truth. And I talk about this in my book too, um, to the point where I was like obsessed with it. And I started Googling around and just, you know, going, what is love and truth? What am I supposed to, what am I supposed to make of this? And, um, and really like I came through a lot of experience to realize like, it's really about, this is the time we're in, right? Where we really tap into a deeper sense of love and the truth, not only the truth within about like who you are, but the truth about how, who we are, like what this human experience is on a much bigger level. And it was really about the veil being lifted off of um, so many things that seemed fringe. And now those things becoming like our understanding as a collective moving into understanding ourselves as multidimensionality, like the understandings that are coming forward about quantum science, right? And understanding the holographic universe and these things not just being like very out there woo-woo concepts that some people seem to have over here, but more like this is the rooted foundation of our human experience and what, you know, what the planet earth is and, and the energy on planet earth. And, you know, that becoming more like, oh, this just is, instead of this is bizarre or woo-woo or labeled in some way. Right, right. It's like you weren't judging it at that point. I was just curious because it seems like, you know, you, you hear so many people have experiences of children and all of them being different, by the way. It's not that just because you have a connection to the other side, it doesn't mean that you're having the same experience as someone else. And so, right. you know, and as an adult, it's usually different from what I know in talking to people. It's not like it repeats itself. So it's not like you have your two friends with you, in other words. No, exactly. No, it's totally different. Like the experience is totally different. I really feel like those two friends were literally to acclimate me, right? Like this was, they were there to serve a specific purpose for a specific time, right? And they're, um, it's interesting. One of my guides is, um, my stepfather who passed away in 2014 and he was actually like somebody else who created an incredible experience for me um, in his passing. We, he was a stepfather later in my life. It was, he wasn't around my whole lifetime, um, but he was a very brilliant man and we had a special connection and I flew, like, this is a really interesting story about synchronicity. I'll tell you very quickly. Um, I was at home. I had a small child who I'd never left before. Um, my mother and my stepfather were living in Costa Rica. Um, he had had a couple falls, but it seemed like he was going to be okay. And he went into surgery. And again, like it was communicated to me, like everything would be fine. And all of a sudden one day I'm talking to a friend of mine um, and she was like, uh, there's a gold caterpillar on my leg and I'm like, there's a gold butterfly in front of me. Like this gold butterfly was like flying and flying. And she goes, and out of the blue, she just goes, there's a gold caterpillar on my leg. And I go, there's a gold butterfly in front of me. And she goes, you need to get on a plane and go to Costa Rica. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, you need to go immediately, like get on a plane. And I was just like, I can't leave my child. Like I've never done this. She's like, just get on the plane. So I go, I fly on the red eye that night to Costa Rica 
And I spent time in healing with my stepfather. He was not conscious, um, but he was moving his foot and answering me. And I just was praying over him. And at the time I was saying, I pray for his comfort. I pray for him, like, you know, whatever is in the best and highest, like things of that nature, which in my mind, I was going, his best and highest is to heal. Right. And they were literally going to take him into surgery within hours of that and close him up like so that he could, you know, start the healing process. Um, and we just had this really beautiful, very spiritual moment. And he went into surgery and he passed on. Wow. And, um, and there was a profound experience after that because I think he was so grateful. I know he was so grateful that I jumped on a plane and flew down there because my mom would have been by herself, right? Trying to deal with all of this in a foreign country. And this moment that I spent with him, um, I realized after the fact that I was giving him permission, right? And what's his best and highest to go. And he knew that she would be okay, right? Because I was there and it was just this unbelievable. And like later he told me like, you should help people cross, right? Like that was just so beautiful. And he was an incredible businessman and an attorney. And he now gives business by advice through me um, to other people. And he is like, I'm, I'm better for you here than I am. I can do more for you. Um, I can help you. So it's just, you know, there's been these events, right, that have continued to open the door more and more. And he's a gift and an incredible person and soul. And, you know, I just feel really blessed. That's really amazing. And that's such an amazing story too. And that it continues in the way that it does. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. That is. So what is it now that you mainly do? Cause you know, you had quite a variety of things that you, <laughs> that you do in your bio, right? You're an intuitive healer and you're the, the manifestation coach. I mean, you're doing all these different things. So if people listening were wanting to contact you, what would they contact you about? What would you say? So typically, like when I first talk to somebody, um, like they book a session through my website, I basically go through and, and do an assessment and tell them like, you know, the things that are out of alignment. I listen to like where they're at, what are the things that they want to change or evolve. I'm, I'm really principled on, you know, it's what you want to change and evolve. It's the things in your life that you feel like are rising to the surface that are the first things that we want to talk about. So I basically just give them like the, the tools, right? Like here's what, here's what this is. Here's what needs to shift and change. Um, and then some people, you know, take that and run with it in their own way. And other people want to work with me on, on amplifying that energy in their life. So I basically, I look at all areas. I'm looking at relationships. I'm looking at physical health. I'm looking at, you know, business or creation, what you spend your time doing during the day. And I'm aligning all of those. And so sometimes it comes through the doorway of like, well, I've got a relationship situation going on. You know, like you were saying, sometimes it comes through the doorway of business. Um, but what's fascinating is most of the time, some of the things that are the most out of alignment are not where we're looking. And putting those things into alignment are going to affect the areas that we're most focused on in the, in the moment. And so it's not linear, like you said, it's not logical at all right? It's things that we don't even realize. Like sometimes when I'll start talking about something and people are like, why are we talking about this? I'm like, because this is the place. This is where the misalignment is, right? This is where we have to go. And so um, there's just an energy that comes through that is very powerful in people's lives. Yeah, that sounds like it. So 
before we wrap it up, um, my last two questions. One is, of course, if you have any tips or anything that you can give to people that might be in search or might be in a transitional space. And the other one is where they can find you in your book and all of that. So that's what I would love to hear. Yeah. Um, if you're in a transitional space, like one of the things, um, I recorded three episodes on my podcast, um, called the truth about transformation. And I really go deeply into deep transformation. So those three episodes, it's part one, two, three are great to find and listen to. If you're in a time, a lot of people have written to me and said, it's really helped them in deep transformation. Also, I would read the book because again, my book goes into just I'm brutally honest about um, the process, but also the beauty on the other side of the process, like what we get to have on the other side, um, which you can get on Amazon. And, um, and I think one of the, I like to give a specific tool that people can just do for free at home. One of the things that I have my clients do a lot of times is look at your life and break it down into 10 year increments. And look at what are like the top things that are the, ha the happiest, most joyful memories of each of the 10 years. And what are the things that are the toughest memories, right? Like, or the pains or the sadnesses or the traumas that happened, like from zero to 10, let's say 10 to 20, 20 to 30. And take time, like just to write these down because what happens with the human brain is it shuts down and compartmentalizes like certain aspects of people's lives. And what we want to do is just awaken our life experience because that's what brings stuff to the surface so that we can process it. And sometimes when people do this exercise, they tell me, I forgot, like I forgot these things happened until I started looking for them, right? And just again, by bringing it up to awareness, it's amazing how people will cross your path or things will happen that have you start to either feel emotion you need to feel about those things or take a different perspective on them or get to work on them like with you know a therapist or a coach or something like that like it really starts the energetic process like you're saying to the universe i want to heal i want to know myself fully and so when you write this stuff down you send that message and stuff really will enter into your realm Oh, that's amazing. I like that idea about the 10 years. I think that's great because a lot of us also tend to just put everything into one big ball of wax, right? Mm -hmm. Like we write off a whole decade because of something that happened that was negative or it's, it's like we just never have a clear vision of what the past was. So I think that's great if you can break that down. Yeah, it's wonderful. We also have a group called the Soul Frequency VIP group and Facebook where we kind of dive into this stuff as well. And I do some live video content um, and you can find out more. And then the soulfrequency.com is our website. Oh, awesome. Okay. That was going to be my next question. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, well, I've really enjoyed having you on here today. And I think that you know, people listening will get a lot from it, especially those that are looking at their lives and they're going, wow, I'm a banker and I really want to be a shaman or, you know, there's something in there and they just don't know. And it's not that, this is the thing that I always say, it's not that you have to give up one part of yourself to actually be a whole person. It's that it's the whole. So it's, you can have the woo woo parts if you want to call them that, but you can also have the very grounded parts as well. Yes. I always like to say you go down into the earth and up into the stars and you get the whole picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> really good analogy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I might have to use that. It sounds beautiful. I got an image when you said that. So Shanna, really, thank you so much for being on here today. Um, I'd love to have you back at some point, definitely. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. All right, you guys, thank you for tuning in. And if you have questions, wherever you find this video, you can post them there or you can send us an email. And if it's for Shanna, we'll go ahead and we'll forward it to her. Happiness at tracycrossley.com is where you can send the email. And of course, please tune in again when I have another interview. And of course, my weekly podcast as well, Journey of Attachment and Deal With It are still available. All right, you guys, take care. Bye-bye. For more information about Tracy and her programs and to set up a discovery session, email happiness at tracycrossley.com. That's happiness at tracycrossley.com or go to the website for more information. And thank you for tuning in to Moving On.